Welcome to another round of Drawing Board or Miro Board. Today we discuss technical diagramming with systems architect Maya. Let's go. First question. You've spent 10 hours slogging over a sequence diagram that should have taken five. Drawing Board or Miro Board? Drawing Board. And if I'm being honest, Miro would probably cut that time down by half. You know, with its AI tools and ready-to-go templates. Next, your diagrams become so bulky, it's more complex than the solar system. But all it takes is a few clicks and... It's Miro. I've used those technical shape packs way too many times. And stuff is just digestible on its infinite online canvas. Now, the final question. Everyone's brought in. But you have to make all these tasks all the way over in Jira. But wait, it's done. Is it... Miro. Easy with its two-way Jira sync. Easy to plot dependencies. Everyone always knows what's up. And she's done it. Join over 60 million people creating technical diagrams without workflow glitches. Get your first three boards for free at Miro.com. That's M-I-R-O.com. I talked to both my parents about this show, and I'm like, would you remember this show that would have been on basically when you were a kid? Perry Mason. And they both said, me. my dad was like an avid watcher. And my mom's like, oh, yeah, I, I saw that all the time. I've never heard of it until you brought it up as the next show on HBO. I've never heard of it until I googled HBO upcoming shows. But, I mean, now I'm interested. I like the whole film noir aesthetic. Did you play L.A. Noir? I didn't, but I know of it. And I, I like film noir stuff, too. I like the idea of it, actually, more specifically. I was, I think I just said to you, like, I have this weird stigma attached to black and white entertainment. Like, my brain feels like, oh, you know... They figured it out. They made the audio good and not sound like there's a vinyl record behind everything. And they also figured out color in, on the, on the TVs. Why watch things that are, are neither of those? And this show actually proved to me like, Oh, it, it, I knew it could be good, right? But like, I never assumed it would be. I don't, I don't mind much black and white film of the era. I get just instantly annoyed by the idea of a modern film made in black and white on purpose. For some reason, just thinking about that annoys me. There was Schindler's List, which actually I eventually I did watch it and I was like, Oh no, this is good because it looks like a movie and it sounds like a movie and the characters are playing actors as if they are in a movie from the sixties. And so it kind of works, but. What was that? Was it Good Night and Good Luck? Was that in black and white? I don't know. I get your point, though. It, the movie needs to be self-aware. Or the artist. Yeah, the artist sucked. Sorry, yeah. anybody who liked that. That movie was bad. <laughs> well, your cold open idea makes me uncomfortable. I need I need to say Howdy Dream Cowboys now. All right. I need to say it. Okay, I'm going to say it. He's going to say it. I'm going to say it now. Howdy Dream, Howdy Dream Cowboys. How dare you? I will stab you across the earth. How do you dream, Cowboys? This is the HBO Boys podcast, where we recap and review HBO TV shows, as well as prestige film and television from across the spectrum. We just wrapped up season three of Westworld and our run as the Westworld podcast. And so for our debut show under the name The HBO Boys, B-O-I-Z, we're going to be doing Perry Mason, which is actually a reboot. Is, I mean, which we, does the word reboot apply here? A remake of a 1960s film noir mystery, murder mystery TV show that was also based on a book series of the same name. And this is a mini series that's going to be on HBO. It's 
history is is pretty interesting. It was reported by HBO to be in development in 2016. At that time, it was going to be written by Nick Pozzolato, the guy who does True Detective, but then he was like, I'm busy with True Detective, so goodbye. It was being executive produced at the time by Robert Downey Jr. He was going to play Perry Mason, but then he was like, I'm super famous, goodbye. And it's back four years later with different showrunners. I believe Robert Downey Jr.'s wife is an executive producer on the project still. Uh, but it does not have Robert Downey Jr. as Perry Mason anymore. Instead, our titular Perry Mason is played by Matthew Reese of the Americans fame. Yeah, I never got around to the And Americans. I never will. And I'm seeing, I'm seeing now that Robert Downey Jr. is also an executive producer on this show. On this miniseries. And can I say, HBO, enough of the fucking miniseries, alright? I want at least four seasons of everything, good or bad. Run, it, run the show into the ground. I want I want 30 seasons like on The Simpsons. Uh, you just, some longevity. We got spoiled with Game of Thrones with eight seasons, even though they got shorter and shorter. But yeah, what is the reason for the miniseries? The budget on Wikipedia says $74 million. It says it's going to have... Uh, it doesn't even specify as to how many episodes it's going to have, but I assume it's somewhere between 6 and 10. But we just kept getting keep getting punched in the face by miniseries. Watchmen being a miniseries just right, hurt and, and, so much. And Damon Lindelof. Damon Lindelof just completely cock-teased everyone by pretending like this wasn't going to just be a single season of Watchmen and that maybe there was going to be a second season. They kept teasing like that could be a thing until they finally confirmed that it was just a miniseries. That was cruel, and I will never forgive him. Back in the day when we were the Watchmen podcast, before and after we were the Westworld podcast, now we're the HBO boys with a Z, fought for that Z. I will say, though, hey, James, I listened to your Supergirl episode, and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That's not even a Patreon which we have one of those for bonus content. It's not even one of those. It's a, it's a main channel content. And I en- I enjoyed listening to my friend talk about a show that I will never watch. Yeah, and I listened to you recap and review the film Why I Hate My uh, Best Friend's oh, Girlfriend. Yeah, that, that, it's a zinger. It really is. Uh, written and directed by y- yours truly. That was funny too, man. Yeah, I, I think we got a glut of new and original content coming out, but we're going to bring you the same old ripping and recapping that you love. Glut's a weird word. Yeah. Glut? Glut. Yeah, it doesn't hit the ear that no, well, glut. A, glut. Glut, 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 stop. glut, 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 glut. Sounds like you're bleeding. Like, that's... You're a that's filthy the, glut. That's what I feel like the in, like, a cartoon, what the bleeding sound would be. So let's talk about who's behind this show. It's being directed by... Tim Van Patten. You know this guy, dude? I do. Well, he's directed a lot of it, HBO. Yeah, he, more, he directed the pilot of Game of Thrones. As a good pilot. Twas. And he's directed episodes of Deadwood and Black Mirror and The Sopranos and The Wire. So he's just like prestige TV golden boy. And Boardwalk Empire and The Pacific. And last but not least, Sex in the City. So obviously he's got a huge pedigree coming into this. You know, I'm not too familiar with him specifically, just the shit that he's worked on. But with that kind of resume, I would expect him to bring 
a baseline of quality, at least from what we expect of, of prestige television, which is a term which loses its meaning every time I say it. This show's not going to be in black and white, is it? I don't know. Uh, the trailer wasn't. That would also be a huge, a huge heel turn if, if the trailer was in color and the show was in black and white. That would be such a dick punch. So you already mentioned the star of the show, Perry Mason, played by Matthew Rice. Matthew Rice? Reese? Rice? I'm going to say Reese and hope for the best. As you said, he's from the Americans. Not a show I was ever into. Essence doesn't seem to have been in any good movies. He was in one episode of BoJack Horseman. <laughs> yeah, you you really, you, you do go in on that. <laughs> I mean, was the... Is this, is, I mean, is this his big break? Like, what has he been in? I, I the would, Americans. Yeah, the Americans. The lead, the lead guy in the Americans. Yeah, okay. I would say that was his big break. I mean, it, it got it got and is getting... Is the Americans over? It's, it's over. It's over. Yeah. Is it any good? I don't know. Again, I've said multiple times, me and you will never watch the Americans. And it's because it was like always on that long list of things that we should watch i haven't watched ozark yet okay i can't get th- yeah. this far down the I, line i haven't watched the, the 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 oa or the ra or whatever that netflix show is i'm not gonna watch that either i'm not gonna do it <laughs> i'm just not yeah well to me that's like there's there's you've got you know your basic cable network low budget tv drama or comedy right and then you have the really high budget prestige television with A-listers in it. And then you kind of have this kind of sub sub prestige TV of shows that a lot of them end up on FX. Immediately that comes to mind The Walking Dead, not quite prestige TV, but not quite, you know, a sci-fi original show or anything. I mean, but unlike The Americans, The Walking Dead was must-see TV at one point. I mean, it was the highest rated I mean, up until very recently, and this is based off of No Facts, was the highest rated show in its time slot still. So, like... Wow. That is... That's an amazing fact. Yeah. If if true. If true? Wouldn't that be nuts? Anywho, Matthew Reese, no Robert Downey Jr., for sure. That's the kind of the only bummer about this. Like, if I didn't know that it could have been Robert Downey Jr., I think I'd be more excited... You know, having an actual American play a court lawyer living in Los Angeles as Perry Mason is. Oh, and by the way, we also watched the first episode of Perry Mason, the old show. We're going to talk about that later in another podcast. But it is actually good. And I hope that Matthew Reese can live up to... I'm gonna do this so quick. You got got it. I'm gonna do this. Live up to Raymond Burr's... (laughs) Live up to Raymond Burr's portrayal of him in the original series. He certainly... Well, there's big... And we'll talk about this when we recap the show. But they seem like very different kinds of actors. At least from the trailer. The female lead in the show is Tatiana Maslany which I thought I didn't know her, and then you said that she was from Orphan Black, and then I was like, oh, okay, no, I do know her. She's quite good. Uh, I Actually, I know her from another film called Diary of the Dead, which is a really terrible found-footage zombie movie written and directed by horror, classic horror auteur George A. Romero, 
but just a, a very bad, very, very bad and boring movie. But she stars in it. Orphan Black is a you thing that I haven't one? seen. No, I have not. But I will also say <laughs> Orphan Black is a thing I haven't seen. But it's just also kind of one of those things you hear about through the void of, oh, there's this lady who plays a million goddamn characters and she wins awards for doing so and deserves other jobs because she keeps murdering it in this show you're never going to watch. And so now I'm I'm kind of excited to see her on screen and to actually get her vibes because otherwise I never was going to. Also, the main cast is Chris Chalk, who is a veteran American TV film and theater actor. He plays street vendor who sells coats in the 2005 film Rent, which is a movie I really like. Uh, I don't remember this particular street vendor who sells coats, but if he was in Rent, then uh, I immediately kind of soft spot for him. He was Gary Cooper in the newsroom. He was great in the newsroom. Oh, then I know him very well then. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He was a main cast member of the newsroom. He's been on the blacklist. Uh, he's been in Person of Interest. Person of Interest comes up a Ooh, lot. Connections. Yeah, yeah, a lot of connections. Uh, so yeah, he was Gary Cooper in uh, the newsroom. And he was so, so, so great in that. So I'm excited for him to be number one in this show. And number two, playing Paul Drake. Paul Drake, uh, the character, the right-hand man of Perry Mason, which is a thing I learned because I just watched the original show. And then he, his intro scene was like him playing cards and Perry Mason was like, I need you to run this gun serial number. And he, and he was like, are you sure I'm playing cards and it's 1 a.m.? And he's like, yes, do it in an hour. I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> wasted. Should I be doing this right now? Like, you should definitely be doing this. That's true. Oh, I want to talk about that episode now. Oh. Um, he also plays a, a young Lucius Fox in Gotham, which is another show where interesting concept. I will never watch it. Not once. Not once in my life will I watch that show. <laughs> uh, young, young Batman characters? Sure. Fine. But, but not Batman? No, you just lost me. I'm out. I'm out of it. A hundred percent. Like the fact that I, this is another thing. I would never be watching Perry Mason in my entire life unless it was a new show. That was on HBO and I watched all the trailers of all the other new shows that were on HBO and I got to the end of them and thought, this is the one that I'll hate the least. Joining the main cast, Shay Wingham from Boardwalk Empire and Fargo and he was recently in Joker. He also plays the dad character in the terrible Netflix adaptation of Death Note. Oh no. You seen that one? I actually, weirdly enough, have seen that one. Death Note, one of the three animes I've ever watched in my entire life, although very much enjoyed, have a strong emotional connection to. And that that movie was, um, oh, what's the word? Bad. And also, though, it's not the worst anime to live action movie that's ever happened. In fact, no, not even close. No. Not even close. In that field, it stands, it stands you know, pretty well on its own. Like. There is a film that is the worst anime to live adaption, but I won't even speak of it. It didn't exist. It, that's how bad it is. And he's one of the two cops trying to catch Joker and the Joker. Yeah, they should have had more cops, honestly. It wasn't enough yeah, three, cops. three cops would have done it. If you go up and down this guy's IMDb page, he basically plays cops. Like, that's it. He's only played cops ever since 1998 when he started acting. 
Yeah, he's in True Detective. Is he maybe one of like the interviewing cops, interviewing the main characters? Is that was that him? Maybe. Oh my god! Actually, I just got. I, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm not answering that question. I because I don't know the answer. But uh, I just got finished watching Waco on Netflix, and he is the main FBI detective who's always just like we should shoot everybody that's his job in that, right. in that shoot one. all the kids shoot them all and then michael shannon's like hey maybe don't and he's like whatever shoot them all that's his job okay i haven't gotten around to waco it sounds interesting i think i did like a report on the actual event yeah because for some reason i know a lot about it yeah um, it's a bummer in- dude interest interesting thing that happened doesn't make the FBI look too good. No, no, it makes it look really bad. <laughs> Another member of the main cast, Juliet Rylance. Uh, just a first glance again, nothing. I, she's uh, hasn't been in a lot, and has not been in anything I've seen. Though she is also a prominent stage actor in the field of legitimate theater, and she has been in Romeo and Juliet, which I am familiar with. And Othello, and As You Like It, and The Tempest. A lot of Shakespeare. She is the stepdaughter, I believe, of Mark Rylance. I knew I knew that name from somewhere. He was in Doug Kirk. He was the BFG in the BFG. Uh, character actor extraordinaire. Yeah, but I, I know nothing that she's done. She is playing uh, Della Street. And Della Street is... The f- secretary for Perry Mason. Uh, if if Chris Chalk is Paul Drake is the right hand man, Della Street is the right hand woman. And then probably the biggest name attached to the cast would be favorite of mine, John Lithgow. Very prominent actor of both drama and comedy, film, TV, and the stage. Uh, you will all know him as Lord Farquaad from Shrek. That is, yeah, the most prominent role. Sadly, I think you're not you're are you you're joking kind of, but not really, <laughs> right? Like that is, I believe everybody's where, seen that movie. Yeah, everyone knows in that the role. world has seen that movie. Um, he's my favorite Churchill. There's that from the yeah, Queen. He, well, he's probably the best. Yeah, I liked him so much. And and, and recently, he did that very famous role from the the TV movie Pet Cemetery when they made a Hollywood remake of that. He's like the you don't go down that road no more, New England accent character. <laughs> oh. Sometimes dead is better. You, I mean, uh, were you in that movie with that perfect accent? Yeah, they, I should have. I should have at least, you know, should have been to the casting call probably. Should have got past the second, maybe even third round of auditions. But, you know, he's been in a lot. He was in, so far as his dramatic turns go, and I assume he will be playing a dramatic role in the show. He was probably the best villain in Dexter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that <laughs> was the last, the last season of Dexter that I watched, right? Because, because I always meant to get around to finishing it, and everyone was like, everyone "No, was don't." Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I will, I will join in with everyone else. You're good, man. You They're watched like, you the basically, end. You're fine, dude. You you saw the 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 real ending. Yeah, like. yeah. You're solid. <laughs> John Lithgow, you know, Jerry and How I Met Your Mother and Interstellar. But yeah, mostly Winston Churchill from the past five years. But I mean, he's been in everything. He started acting in 72. Guy's been around forever. He's in Santa Claus the movie. 
if you're a, uh, 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 an avocado-eating millennial, wow, you will probably recognize him. Third Rock from the Sun. Right, as Dr. Dick Solomon. Which was a great show. It was about aliens, stupid slapstick aliens disguised as humans, you know, just trying to get by day to day on planet Earth. Kind of like that show Solar Opposites. Solar Opposites is a ripoff of, of Third Rock from the Sun. I can't watch Solar Opposites. It freaks me out. I just hear Rick Sanchez's voice coming out of another character, and it doesn't make sense to me. Oh, and I haven't seen this, but he plays Roger Ailes in Bombshell, which is the movie, the, I think maybe the slightly fictionized movie about like the you know the beautiful blonde women at fox news who were all harassed by roger ailes i'm never gonna see that movie i think i will eventually see it well you let me know i will i will let you know if it was any good the recurring characters in this show have a few really neat human beings playing steven root from oh brother where art thou and dodgeball and buck strickland Slash Bill Dotrieve of King of the Hill. Oh, shit. Is he in this? Yeah. Boardwalk Empire. Barry. Currently starring in Barry. In Get Out as well. Steven Root. Like, I will probably go down as our generation's. I mean, he's 68, to be fair. But our generation's most prominent character actor. Yeah. And as you mentioned, he has been in a lot of uh, dramas. He's He was in Boardwalk Empire. But also Office he Space. The- he's Milton in Office yes. Space. He's my stapler guy. Yeah. And he's also Bill in King of the Hill. He will forever be Bill in King of the Hill. But in terms of drama, he was in The Man in the High Castle, Boardwalk Empire. He was the guy who wanted to possess the main character in Get Out. Yes, correct. We also have Robert Patrick, whom has also played mostly like villainous characters and cops slash detectives. He was in, he was the T-1000, the main antagonist in Terminator 2, but also more prominently in Spy Kids. Hell yes. Which one? Hell yes. The first one, dude. Respect. Yeah. Actual, actual respect. Oh no, Justin Kirk, someone I really like, is going to be a recurring character in this. He's Andy Botwood in Weeds. That's how many, most people probably know him, but he also stars in another HBO miniseries, Angels in America, which is a really good one to check out if you haven't. Where do I know this bro him. from? You know him from Weeds. He's the comedy nah, relief nah, brother-in-law. No, nah, I don't. I don't. I know I okay. don't know, know him right. from Weeds. Where are you from, bud? Gosh dang, bud. Where are you from? I know you from somewhere, you son of a bitch. <laughs> he was uh, the star of APB. Did you ever watch that? Nah, he was Scooter and Libby in Vice. I probably know him from that. Any hoozles, I'm excited that you're excited. Oh, Lily Taylor is going to be a recurring character. Lily Taylor? Star of Mystic Pizza. Not actual star, but Mystic Pizza is based on a town in our state, so it totally counts. Again, a lot of people I like from other shit on HBO. Lily Taylor is from the HBO show Six Feet Under, where she plays Nate's first wife lisa which is a really good role and she's amazing in it everyone should watch six feet under if you haven't and recently she was in a netflix original horror film eli it's kind of like a ghost possession haunted house movie pretty okay i'd recommend it pretty okay Uh, we also have andrew howard who was in band of brothers his face screams i play bad guys 
He's also in the upcoming Christopher Nolan movie, Tenant. And he's just been... I mean, he was in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as Luther Banks. He was in Bates Motel. He has been a recurring bad guy. He played Red Scare in Watchmen. Okay, cool. Then I'm down. If he was if he was Red Scare in Watchmen, then he can do no wrong. Also, he was in the Ironside reboot, if you want to call it a reboot. Ironside is another TV show that has been made twice based off of characters written by the novelist who created Perry Mason. So we're really just... Uh, oh, my God. And then he was in Bird Modus. Oh, my God. We're, the webs we yes. weave. Nate Cordry is also in this. I I know a lot of the stuff he's been in. I probably wouldn't... I don't recognize his face when I see it. But he was one of the stars of the United States of Terra, or at least a recurring character on that show, which... I have seen every episode of, but for the love of God, all I can remember is that it's a woman with multiple personalities and nothing else. <laughs> He's Nate Cordry's younger brother. He was in Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip. Okay, but is he related to Rob Cordry? Oh, yeah, no, wait. That's what's Did I just say he's Nate Cordry's younger brother? That's him. Yeah. He, yeah, he's Nate Cordry. He is Nate Cordry, and he's Rob Cordry's younger brother. Hell yes. Why can't one of my older brothers be a really talented comedian and actor and then i can just ride their coattails to a role on an hbo show you got the shit into that stick i don't know what to tell you he was on the daily show he was a correspondent on the daily show he was in the specific not the specific the pacific we should totally make a parody show of the pacific but called the specific and he was in harry's law which i think harry's law was basically like this is us before this is us was out Oh no! Well, it's more Harry's funny. Thought? Than Didn't that have Kathy Bates? Yeah, I don't. I I have completely mixed this up with another show. I never, I've never seen it. Yeah, no, I totally watched the pilot <laughs> of Harry's Law. Kathy Bates being a basically a Perry Mason. We, yeah, I don't know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> In the final analysis, I I know nothing about. We also have Gail Rankin, a Scottish actress. Uh, best. Oh, known. and she's in Glow. Yeah. she's she's Sheila in Glow, one of the best characters. Right. She's also Queen Victoria in The Greatest Showman. And also, by the way, Jefferson Mays back again from James's and I's hometown. Yeah, we're basically related to this guy. Actually related to him. He's 54, but he's from our hometown. And he was recently in Westworld. The webs we weave keep weaving. Yeah, this guy, bit part in Westworld, in one episode of Westworld. But from Ryan and I's hometown, and he went to our high school. And we've been trying to find, like, you know, his publicity or talent agent so we can get in contact and get him on the show. But he is totally off the radar, not on Twitter, not on Facebook, unable to contact him. If you know Jefferson Mays, if you hear this and you know him, tell him we're looking for him, all right? He's a goddamn ghost. We're going to be walking up and down Route 1 in Clinton during the holidays wow. when he goes to visit his family there. Wow. And, and we're going to get him on the show. Route 1, that's deep cuts. We also, by the way, got this far not talking about Roland Jones and Ron Fitzgerald, the showrunners known for Friday Night Lights and Weeds, by the way, which is assumably how mm -hmm. they know Justin Kirk. Right. They are the ones who are writing the show, never going to be actually directing it. They hired a director, but they are the showrunners. And so we will see what they got with, you know, they got $75 million from HBO. So somebody thought they were going to do a good job. And we will probably talk about this more when we start to recap and review 
episodes of the original Perry Mason show, but the show, the HBO show, is based on the old CBS show, which is based on a book series by Earl Stanley Gardner, who was actually himself a lawyer and then later became an author of detective stories. And I don't know, he was a huge, prolific author. He actually wrote many books under, like, several pseudonyms. Interesting character who we will talk about more next week. Yeah, I look forward to that. It seemed like he was pretty much just writing and sleeping. Those were the only two things he was doing other than his other odd hobbies. But I, I really look forward to talking about the old Perry Mason. I watched the first episode, and I'm excited to talk about it because... It was, I, I just, I'm, I'm happy for myself that I watched something in black and white. I gave it a chance and it didn't suck. Yeah, I, I, I really enjoyed it too, actually. And I am looking forward to talking a lot. It's a lot to say. Um, I do kind of like old films. I especially like old courtroom dramas. Uh, so if you liked this show, Ryan, I would recommend to you 12 Angry Men. Nah. And I would recommend to you Inherit the Wind. Never. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do 12 Angry Men one day. One one day when I'm one of those 12 Angry Men and I'm angry about something, I'll watch it. So thank you for listening, guys. Uh, if you're just listening, it means a lot to us. If you want to go the extra mile, you can follow us on all the relevant social media. On Twitter, he's Westworld Ryan. I'm James Watches Men. Hashtag best name all time. Or you could leave us a positive review on a podcast app. That would help spread the show. Actually, the, one of the things you could really do that would help would just be to spread the show by word of mouth. You tell two friends, they tell two friends. That's like a hundred friends right there. It's a jillion friends. And if you really want to go the extra mile, you could support the show on Patreon. We are patreon.com slash HBO boys. Boys spelled B-O-I-Z. Z, far for that Z. And our patrons are Atheism is Unstoppable, Bacaman, Brent, Gen, Carol, Andreas, Chris Wood, Cliff Wilding, Craig, Day 11, Westworld, Hello underscore Yo, James Christopher, James Watch My Dong, John Jers, Lee, Major Woody, and Nicole. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're we, so good at reading those names, bro. I'm trying my best. I'm trying to I try to go as 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 quick as possible. So also, when are we getting our next Supergirl episode james <laughs> I, i'm not I'm now gonna watch supergirl yeah sometime soon i will come out with uh the next episode of star girl if i come out with the third one it'll be a miracle because i'm not liking it oh my god <laughs> star girl is its actual name my bad i honestly just forgot completely that wasn't like a joke i just forgot a hundo percent and i'm gonna be coming out with another story time with ryan i think next week i'm gonna be doing one i'm really excited about it's called oscar wilde and the matterhorn about the intertwining story between the english poet and ne'er-do-well oscar wilde and the swiss mountain the matterhorn it is a story for the ages by the way if you do support the show on patreon you get a few benefits we'll shout you out at the show like ryan just did you can join our patrons only podcast and you'll get two bonus content episodes per month the next one will be a full season review of the netflix show the witcher so check that out on patreon yeah and then after that i'm gonna put up a specific story time on the privatized patreon as well there's gonna be a bunch of stuff it's a dollar come on I'm James and he's Ryan. And this is the HBO Boys. Boys Podcast. What did you just say? Nothing. I was trying to beat you to the punch again. Oh, but you didn't. That's why I also said your name. I took away your right to say the name. That was fine. I got the last part because you're a slow ass bitch. <laughs>